Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast for the special Player of 2020 podcast in line with Reach's Player of the Year awards. And there are four nominations we've picked for Blues Player of 2020. We'll each pick our winner. Uh, but then, of course, it is all about you guys and casting your vote. And the link to cast your vote for Blues Player of 2020 is in the podcast description on here. So the four nominees uh, for Standout Everton Player of the Calendar Year are Mason Holgate, Luca Dean, Charleston, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, I will go first, chaps, and I think you know many people listening to this would agree. Uh, for me, the player of 2020 in Royal Blue has been Dominic Calvert-Lewin, scoring for fun at the minute. Uh, had a, a really strong period when Ancelotti sort of at the start of the year. Yeah, slowed in the restart, didn't he? Didn't score in those final nine games, but he's scoring like a house on fire at the minute. 11 in the league. Um he will surpass last season's 13 in the league only now. And, um, you know, his goals against Fulham took him halfway to Romelu's 68 league goals for the club. So he, he is getting there and, you know, you wouldn't back against him uh, one day, maybe surpassing that if he sticks around long enough and we hope he does. Um, so for me, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, goals. Um, we've seen a different type of striker. He probably went into the into the you know back end of 2019 as a bit of a uh, you know man on his own lone striker having to do all the dog work and not getting much reward but things changed with, with Duncan and then Carlo you know he is now the poacher in the box isn't he the the, uh, the fox in the box and and gobbling up all these chances so um you know he's become the main man at Everton he's been the main man in the Premier League as we record this and uh He's now maybe establishing himself as the main man at uh, international level as well as he with England. So for me, it's Dom. New contract in his back pocket as well earlier in 2020. So, you know, he carries that number nine uh, jersey really well because it carries a burden with it. But he's uh, he is uh, living up to the billing uh, that comes with that number. Um, Sam, so I, I picked Dominic. Richarlison, uh, Luca Dean, Holgate, also the nominees. Do, do you think Dom deserves a nod or do you disagree with me? No, I think you've got to you've got to go with with Dom, haven't you? If, if we're going from you know January, which is obviously when Carlo's reign kind of you know got up and running a little bit, and, and since then Dom has just uh, been scoring for fun, hasn't he? Like you said, I was talking about him before and kind of saying that at, at this rate, if he if he scores like this until the end of the season, he becomes a player who's worth seventy, eighty million, and if he if he and the rest on, and the, well, that's remain, and I think if he scores like that again next season then that's a player worth 100 million upwards and he he just looks totally different doesn't he obviously players mature and and and, and that's just a natural thing but you know from the even I was watching back those goals when we won 3-2 against Watford uh, when David Unsworth was on, was in interim charge and you know it's, it's not just the hair that makes him look like a totally uh, a totally different person he, he's bigger 
Um, physically, he's more powerful. And he's just getting in those positions that you want him to be in. And, you know, that's obviously down to Duncan, to Carlo, to, to all the coaching staff that have worked with him, that he's gone from being a, a striker that you loved because he ran the channels, because he worked hard, because uh, he kind of ruffled people's feathers a bit with his aerial ability to, you know, ruffling people's feathers in the way that you want because he just keeps scoring goals and, <laughs> and nicking points. And, you know, where would Everton be without Calvert-Lewin this season? It's quite scary to think, isn't it? So, um, he's doing really well. I think Richardson probably is a close second. You know, every time he's he's out the team, we just look totally different, don't we? We, we, we don't look as confident without Richardson playing. We don't um, win. <laughs> no, exactly. We, we don't win. So, and again, you know, those the Burnley game, the Fulham game, the connection that them two have, you do wonder would Richardson be the same player without Calvert-Lewin and, and vice versa. So, the two of them had a really strong 2020, but we, uh, we, we're going to need them to kick on through December and January if, uh, if we want them to, if we want Everton to, to achieve the goals, really. But who'd have thought Calvert-Lewin would have scored this many goals in, in this calendar year? If, if someone probably would have suggested it in January, you, you, you probably would have laughed them off. But he's just been superb. Con, uh, just a reminder for you, pal, then, the, the four nominees, Cavaloon, as, as we've both spoke about, uh, Richarlison, Luca, Dean and Holgate. Do, do you have a difference of opinion or, or is your your nod, your uh, your vote going for uh, for DCL? No, I think it, it, it's got to be DCL, hasn't it? I think 2020 was the year where he firmly shut up the critics and, and, and shut up the doubters who didn't believe he was quite good enough to lead the line for Everton. I think you think of when Carlo come in, he's saying, you know, Duncan Ferguson's reigning. And if uh, Carlo come in, there was a lot of kinds of people saying, well, we need to send a forward. Carlo needs to be get number nine. Come to Calvert-Lewin's goal, but he's not good enough to lead the line for Everton Football Club. And I think, you know, you look at the year 2020 as a whole, it has been the year where he's, he's, made, he's made them critics eat the words because everything that has been thrown at him, he wasn't good enough, he doesn't score enough goals, he's not a natural finisher. He, he certainly ran down the throat so, so far this season because he now looks like a natural finisher. He scores goals. And a big, the big thing for me so far this year is he's been a natural finisher in terms of the goals he's scoring, a proper centre-forward goals. You think of the one against West Brom, where this is back, and, and it goes in. You know that, That's proper centre-forward play, isn't it? You know, it's yeah. the best centre-forward score them type of goals. And I think he's now started adding them goals. He's got Richarlison putting them on a plate for them. And I think, although oh, the three have been good. And I think Michael Keane probably a little bit unlucky maybe not to make the final yes. four. He's had a really good 2020. Um, he's the stand-up man for Everton. And, you know, you think of the impact he's had and how far he's come on and how good he's done. You can't not give it to him. It's as simple as that. His task now is to become even better in 2020 and kick on even further. Yeah, and I think everyone, certainly certainly his goals this season, uh, I think every 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 goal bar one has probably come inside that six-yard box, hasn't it? He doesn't seem to be, uh, he doesn't seem to leave that, uh, that area of the pitch. But um, in terms of, you know, and Con Sam, kind of rightly there saying, you know, he, he sort of um, proved the critics wrong. You know, I think if if many of us, if if not all of us, are being honest, have had doubts over him during the course of the you know course of his Everton career. You know, I, I was I went to Germany to to watch a pre-season game with Mainz and we played Sevilla, and yeah, it's pre-season and you have to take everything with a pinch of salt. But equally, you can't you can't sort of ignore what you see. And he come back in, played against Sevilla, and missed a couple of really really good chances, chances that you would want an Everton number nine to take. And I sort of left the stadium that day thinking it could be a tough season if we don't go and get somebody to at least support him while he develops. But, um, you know, 
after after a sort of slowish start under Marco last season, he he just came alive, and then twenty twenty has been his year, hasn't it? Yeah, I think I think for me, it probably was the the start of you know Silver's kind of faithful last season. That there was that miss, wasn't there, against the uh, Aston Villa? I remember a lot of people kind of on social media were were screenshotting that and giving it the old you know how, how does he miss kind of thing, which obviously must be tough for a young you know a, a young lad will probably probably comes across that or has made aware of that, isn't he? Which is tough. And then there was a couple more games where, you know, he was in the starting lineup and people were kind of kind of questioning why. You know, people wanted to see Moise Keane, people wanted to see Richarlison up front and it, it just didn't seem to be working, which I think is where you've got to give the most credit to Duncan Ferguson, to the backroom staff, to, you know, and, and it's probably not just your obvious names like Carlo and David Ancelotti and people like that. There's probably... You know the sports psychologists and people like that who've probably worked behind the scenes to to get that confidence back because once he scored those two goals against Chelsea under Dunk, it, there was just no looking back. He just looked, he just looked a different player every time he, he stepped onto the pitch. And you know, I, th- I think when the Burnley game was on yesterday, I'd, I'd done that thing where you just momentarily nip out the room or, or I'd nip the toilet, and, and when I heard. That, that we'd scored, I just knew straight away it was Calvert Lewin. Do you know what I mean? That's just the way it's going at the moment, isn't it? So you don't even need to think twice. You just know he's going to put the ball in the back of the net. And as you said, some of the chances he's had this season, when when it goes near him, when it goes near his head, when he's kind of got a chance on goal, you're now expecting him to score. Whereas, you know, it's remarkable to think 12 months ago, probably if you put him through six yards out, there'd still probably be people in the stadium thinking he could miss this. But he, he's just so informed and you know you've just got to hope that if he does it's a patch where he's not scoring which every striker in, in the history of the game has done uh, you, you've just got to hope then that he, he can bounce back from it which you know will then I think elevate him into the category of being you know a top top striker who can go through little patches but then bounce back and, and score even more goals you know like what we've seen Harry Kane's and, and Sergio Aguero's and, and, and players like that do so Really exciting. It's so exciting to have a front two of him at Everton at the moment in terms of him and Richarlison, you know, because they are the, the, the kids really, aren't they, in terms of the footballing age. They're, they're so young and, and they're learning from people like Hannes, you know, Mason Holgate, who, who's also included on this list, is a, is a very, very young man as well. Luca Dean is still only, what, 25, 26, 27? Yeah, maybe, so. 20, it's 27 now, I think, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so in, into the prime of his career. So, if, if we can get that consistency out of the whole team and, you know, not just Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin and, and a few others, then it's exciting times to be an Evertonian. Wouldn't it be great to see an Everton player as the Premier League top scorer at the end of the season as well? Mm. Con, just the last one, pal. Uh, is Luca Dean or, or Mason Holgate, are they uh, are they unlucky to have been snubbed by uh, by us through here? I don't think so. I don't think they can, anyone can complain. I think Calvert-Lewin's just, he's been the outstanding performer and I think Richarlison... You know, like we alluded to, you know, earlier, we don't win without them. <laughs> there's no bigger, there's no bigger compliments in football. Is the team doesn't win without you. So, I think them two have they've performed well and they and they've certainly, you know, they they've come on leaps and bounds. I think in terms of mixing Hobby's leadership qualities and, and how he's matured, he, he's seen with the captain's armband and stuff. It, it's clear he's made his mark. But no, I think um, I think DCL and, and Richarlison are so far ahead of anything that we've seen in the year 2020 for Everton and you know, them, them two rightly take the top two places. Who's, um, this is the last one now, actually. Who, uh, who's going to have a good 2021? Jonas Lossel, Fabian Delph. <laughs> well, that would be great, yeah. <laughs> set up for the lads. Um, 
great 2021 in, in my head probably says you know Dean when he's back Richarlison again Calvert-Lewin hopefully Hammers can be more you know well, to be fair I thought he was excellent yesterday actually Hammers but probably wanting to produce more of the goals and assists that he did in the first four or five games as well I think if they all perform and maybe as Connor mentioned before if Michael Keane keeps on with his consistency mm. that gives us that spine then that's exciting. Me, me heart would probably pick out three names of Jordan Pickford. I think he's returned to form in the last few games, but you know the, the 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 kind of media scrutiny on him, and you know the obviously the the Virgil Van Dijk incident, which you know just happens in football sometimes. Um, as kind of unfortunate as it was, it happens, doesn't it? It's been tough to watch an Everton player go through the kind of the ringer like that. But the last few games, he showed how good he is. Um. Anthony Gordon, I think, is another one who, who I'd love to see have a, a real breakout year. And then the third one's got to be Gene Philippe Jabamon. How good would it be to be sitting here next year and saying, how good is Jabamon? This is what we've been missing. And and he just fits in seamlessly to that midfield. That I think that, would, for me, would be uh, would be great. So if those three lads can have a good 2021, I'll be a, a happy Evertonian. Con, who's uh, who's going to be uh, who's going to come alive next uh, in the next calendar year for Everton? I I could go agree with Sam. I think Gordon, you know, Pickford, Gilvan, and I think they they're the three you hope for a lot as long as as well as with Charleston and, and uh, Calvert Loon continuing their impressive form. But I think Nas and Kuku could be the one. I think if he gets his chance and he takes it, I think he could really kick on and and, and really kind of become Everton's left back while in Lucas Dean's absence and then become a proper kind of competition for Lucas Dean. I think it was disappointing yesterday he wasn't on the bench, especially after you know when Fabian Zell pulls his hamstring, I think he kind of, I think Carl's got to take that one on the chin in terms of maybe he should have been a little bit more brave and opted for him on the bench. But I think hopefully if he gets his chance in the coming weeks and starts the turn of the year, then he'll take it with both hands and really kick on. And he'll show real signs of, of the glimpse that we've seen so far this year from him. It'd be interesting that neither of you picked Moise Keane, who's still an Everton player. <laughs> a good shout, actually. It's a good shout, but maybe, maybe subliminally we're fearing he won't return, eh? I think the more that the um, the more goals he scores, like last night, and the more performances he has, look, it's it's tough. But I'd still edge towards it being a win-win. To be honest, I think if he keeps scoring for PSG and PSG turn around and say they want to keep him, then look, we've still got him on a, a pretty long-term contract. One of the richest football clubs, if not the richest football club in the world. Let's hope that we could get close to to doubling our money for a player who. Has only scored, you know, a, a couple of Premier League goals. So, but on the other hand, then if if Marcel and if Marcel Brands and Carlo Ancelotti are totally set on keeping him, and he comes back, then he's he's going to be full of confidence, isn't he? Because it does seem to be working out for him at PSG. So, yeah, probably want to keep our eye on close to the time. But I'm I'm not too sure we'll see him in in an Everton shirt again. Okay, let's uh, leave it there. But this pod has obviously been about 2020 and our unanimous vote goes to Dominic Calvert-Lewin as Everton's player of the calendar year. But of course, we want to hear from you. Uh, As I said, details of how to cast your vote in the podcast description. Uh, You have until December the 17th to get your vote in and the winners will be revealed on December the 21st. So I think we're all expecting that Dominic will come out on top. But... Maybe not. Let's see. Thanks very much for listening. This has been the Royal Blue Podcast. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.